0: All right, welcome, welcome into the 106th episode of the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast. We have a great one for you today. We get a little warm-up going in and then go into reports. We have weekly recap. Max is insistent on his trade segment. So we have six trades that go out there gauging values on players. We have a buy-sell window and then always wrap it up with crystal ball. We're going to project into the future who is going to have a big week for get ready. Great episode coming. We talked about a lot of players today. I think we covered at least 20 to 25 dynasty players today uh, and they're changing values and the changing landscape three weeks in large enough sample size to start really talking about trends. So give us a listen, follow us on Twitter at dynasty monarchy D Y N A S T Y M O N A R C H Y over on Twitter. Again, follow us at dynasty monarchy. Let's go. Why, hello there, my fellow kings and queens. Welcome to the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast, where you will learn how to rule over your dynasty league for years to come. Now, allow me to introduce you to your hosts. Here we go, episode number 106 of the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast, whoever you may be. However, you may be listening, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, welcome, welcome in. We have the guys back another week, Max and Super Producer, holding it down in the land. I am in the dirtiest of jerseys, gentlemen. So this past week of games, a little crazy, but just a little warm-up intro section. Someone was at the Chiefs game, and the media cannot stop talking about it. I wanted to get your take on the taylor swift fans infiltrating the nfl
1: pretty crazy man 400 percent increase in jersey sales for travis kelsey um i'm extremely happy for him i think that is she is a very good looking woman um she's very very talented as well he is very talented so i hope it works out for him i wish him
2: nothing but the best and uh looking forward to watching it grow yeah man, I hope it works out for Travis Sake because he'll end up being track number 3 on her next album if <laughs> uh if it goes bad. So that'll be fun to see if it, it does go poorly, but you know, Travis Kelsey's the goat, so it'll it'll all work out. I think
0: it's super interesting all over my timeline it's like tweets of alright swifties for all of us that need to learn about football, here are the rules. And it's like when you really simplify football to that base level it, it really isn't a complicated game, but when you watch it and everything that's going on, it, it is so so complex. They try to oversimplify it. Gentlemen, before we get into the show, if you could have an NFL power couple not
2: named Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, who would it be? Mine would be Zach Wilson and Donna Kelsey. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're evil. Evil, evil man.
0: Zach. Zach does uh, like the older ladies. I'll go with
1: sexy Jalen and Beyonce.
0: Jalen and Beyonce for Mr. Max. All right. Call me crazy. This one, I'd love this relationship Tom Brady and Bill Belichick's ex wife. That would be the ultimate I own you. It was all me in New England statement from Tom. Newly single man. She's a newly single woman. Hey, why not? Hey, how are you? That's what
1: you just said. Let's go.
0: All right, guys. It was a crazy week in football. Uh really quick, Nixie, before we get into the episode, I wanted to to touch base on um. How we're thinking about the college game, any prospects that we're particularly looking at for this upcoming draft class? I know, Max, you're in love with Shader Sanders out in Colorado and super producer. You love Blake Corum a little bit, on not un, quote unquote under the radar, but it's not a Marvin Harrison Jr. Brock Bowers type guy, Blake Corum at Michigan. What do you guys think about the college game so far? How's it? How's it evolving for these next level draft prospects?
1: um it's it's an interesting man those colorado games are fun to watch i mean i know they got blown out by oregon um but it was it's still like every time they're on i feel like it's like nfl like what prime has done Deion sanders whatever you want to call him um he's done a terrific job i hope travis hunter can play this week uh with that being said though i really like um xavier worthy he's impressed me this season so far um out of texas i believe if i'm not
0: yeah the receiver
1: um, yep a receiver Receiver receiver, 16 catches, 221 yards, two touchdowns, and three games. Um, four games, so it's like it's pretty average, I guess. Um, but I mean, Marvin's my guy, so I'm
2: gonna go with Marvin, Mr. C. I'll just I, I haven't really dove too deep into these guys. I'll pause, but for real, <laughs> on the same team though, um, there's another guy named Adonai Mitchell, wide receiver. He transferred from Alabama, and he has 12 catches for like 180 yards and three touchdowns. Um, not crazy numbers, but he's six four, one ninety six. 196. He's a junior, so he'll be probably eligible for the draft, maybe get some decent draft capital. So it's kind of a lower-key guy. This is your A.T. Perry? It might be. It might be.
0: <laughs> uh, for me, I absolutely love Brock Bowers. I can't talk enough about him. I'm currently rebuilding in our most important league right now, and if I don't get the number one overall pick, I think i will probably take him at two, three, four, doesn't matter. I think he's a can't-miss, surefire, Travis Kelsey-era parent type, uh, Gronkowski-era parent type. He's a -a once-in-a-generation tight end, and all we can do is hope and pray that he doesn't get utilized like Kyle Pitts
1: yeah pete i I don't think you'll get number one but hey you never know what can happen you never know you never
0: know i lost a big matchup this week that uh that can help that number one spot but we'll we'll talk about that at another time probably later in the season when uh rebuilders are really out in the open and competitors are are trying to push their chips in great warm-up segment guys let's get into the show All right, reports from around the realm. Very short week of injuries, fantasy-relevant injuries. I don't count Garoppolo, et cetera, as relevant. I don't count Derek Carr as relevant. They have good uh, guys that can sling the rock on both teams. Mike Williams out for the year, torn ACL. It was known, destined. The IR king finds himself back on the IR. Gentlemen, your thoughts Let's not talk about Mike Williams here because it's irrelevant to talk about a 28 year old receiver. Your window to sell him for maybe a first, probably left after this game. I think what we need to highlight is Quentin Johnston and Joshua Palmer and the effects of Austin Eckler the rest of the season when he finds himself back on the field. I think Eckler is a screaming buy now that Mike Williams has gone down.
1: I think that it is tough for Mike Williams. Um, I think that Austin Eckler still scares me with his ankle injury. I'm not going to lie to you. Josh Kelly has looked terrible, so I'm kind of staying away from the run game. I'm a little down on Herbert, honestly, too, until I see what he can do. I do think Quentin Johnson and Joshua Palmer, they were the biggest risers from this. Um, And then then Keenan Allen. I mean, Keenan Allen went nuclear last week. So if you got him in the fourth, third round of redraft leagues, like cheers to you. I think he's a top five wide
2: receiver if you can stay healthy. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this receiver room plays out. Um, Quentin Johnston really hasn't seen the field too much. I think he's had less than 30% of the snaps uh, each of the three games so far. So that's kind of interesting. Josh Palmer's been around like 50 60%. So I don't know. I mean, the, it's wide open now that Mike Williams is kind of out of the way, and they're going to be forced to use Quentin Johnston. He's shown flashes in preseason. And honestly, you probably could still buy Quentin Johnston right now. Um, but I think that window might be shrinking. It, it, once he gets on the field with Herbert and starts catching a few passes, I mean, his stock's just going to start going uh, to the moon almost. I mean, just because he's so young there. And, you know, Mike Williams is a free agent after next season. Uh, same with Keenan Allen. So I think. Probably buy Quentin Johnston if you can, but it might be a tough proposition. Yeah, personally, I'm not scared by
0: Austin Eckler if I'm a competitor. I look at the situation. His ankle is not looking good. Don't get me wrong. I think later in the week when there's a little bit more clarity about the severity of his injury, if it is not going to be like a five-week-long ankle injury, you push the chips in for this guy. Without Mike Will there, that's one more dump-down, check-down that – Eckler is going to get. I don't think Johnston in his rookie campaign is going to supersede the kind of offense that Mike Williams was able to produce out of that wide receiver two position. Now, look, this kid could have a very long and great career, but I'm just saying, as a rookie, I don't think he's going to be able to take that next step to fill that void fully. Austin Eckler is going to get a lot of dump downs. He already does. They realize how much they miss him in that offense. They're going to try to get him right. Competitors, go by Austin Eckler while you can.
1: But doesn't it scare you, Pete, like if you're going to pay up for the price of Austin Eckler, you're buying
2: the name, you're buying what he could be. What does he cost?
0: In a dynasty league, realistically, what does he
2: cost? I I just, yeah, I just sold him for first round pick in a league. That is nothing.
1: I mean, I I can't fathom paying a first and then have this guy go out there and tweak his ankle in week 10. And then he's out for the year. And then I'm out of the founder and he's done after the season.
0: I look at a team like Jace's in our most important league. He is by far and away a top three team, top three team in the league. And he has first round picks to boot. And it's not like he has one or two. He has three first round picks coming up in the in the next couple of years. I have no problem. If you're willing to shove your chips and say, look, this is my year. Get out of my way and go get a guy like Austin Eckler that can provide depth and strength in that that starting lineup. There is absolutely no problem for me to do that. Even if he does go out for the rest of the year, that's just bad luck. But you have to put your team in a position to succeed.
1: Um, real quick, what's up, uh, Dynasty
2: Monarchy podcast? You got JFD back in action. Peter's going to try to call me JFC after I stop talking, but Peter can kick rocks.
0: You just <laughs> called yourself JFC.
2: So Peter mentioned the top three league or the top three teams in our main league. Peter. From your point of view, who are those top three teams right now?
0: I think it's so interesting. Uh, let me just pull up the league really quick so I can give everyone some roster highlights. Our league is very interesting because it's in a it's in a year where I truly believe anyone can win it if you're in that top six. If you're in the upper half of the league, I truly think that there's no runaway guaranteed to win team like there has been uh, the last two seasons. I look, I see Jace's team is a top three team. Super producer's team is a top three team. So top quarter. Super producer, Nick C and Jace both do. And then there's an argument to be made between either uh, our great mutual friend Driscoll, Drizzy Driscoll from Pittsburgh, or you, Big Mace. But quarterback is going to scare me the rest of the year uh, for your team, Mason. I don't believe in Joe Burrow. We'll get into that in the next segment. Wow. Wow. But I think you have a chance, Mason. You're one of the teams that has a true realistic chance. Let's say it's a 15% chance to win it all. I think you may make the right moves, deadline moves, look for playoff matchups. You can increase that chance a lot.
2: Absolutely, Pete. Hey, man, I appreciate that coming from you. Um, listeners, I'm not sure if you remember. My team was ranked third in the league last year going into the playoffs. And Peter did a super rank uh, power rankings of all the teams in the league. And I ranked third from the bottom just uh, despite having the third best record in the league so hearing that from peter um does put a smile on my face so and hey as for joe burrow we'll get in his groove man i'm not worried
1: cheers always great to hear from ace
0: yes the guest star he's the kramer of our podcast
1: yeah he, he comes he in jumping in
0: from the other room
1: yeah he makes dinner and i'm just in here recording and here we
0: are All right, any final thoughts on the the Chargers and the potential hole that Mike Williams has created in that offense? All right, without anything left to say, let's move into our weekend recap. All right, you know the drill. Everyone here is going to pick one player that either overperformed, popped off, or had a completely disappointing, horrible week. Mr. Max, since you were just on, talking with JFDR, lovely. Kramer of the show. Why don't you go first, then super producer, then myself.
1: Sure. You guys um both have disappointments, I would say, if I'm not mistaken. We do. I would I would like to, uh, to think so as well. Um, I would just say that Devin Achane and Raheem Mostert are probably my two pop. I'll go with the pop off. What that backfield did, what that offense did, what that team did, 70 points is absolutely insane. Uh um, Mostert, four touchdowns. If you had him, you probably won the week. A chain, I think, had three as well. Um, so imagine you start both of them like a psycho. That'd be insane. Started in,
0: I believe it was 0.6% of leagues.
1: Both of them together. A-Chain.
0: No, a chan. And it's it's not Devin A chain.
1: team, yeah.
0: Devon A Chan. So sure. We're gonna try to be better about that.
1: Yeah, I know I know he's listening and I, I don't wanna offend him, but just Mostert. I mean, we saw him and uh Another running back. They went for like a second round pick uh, last week in one of our leagues. And he's 31. Like he's one of those guys. You can go out as a competitor. He's probably really dirt cheap. Probably not after last week. I mean, if you can get a first form, sell him. If you can get a second form straight, sell him. Like he's 31. He has no value.
0: And he is not the healthiest of guys. No. He does not stay healthy for a full season. We've seen that over the last like three seasons. Can't finish a year. So get any value that you can now for Raheem Mostert. Mr. C, any
2: comments? What a crazy game. I mean, I don't know that you can really take much away from it other than A-chain is fast, Mostert's fast, Tyree kills fast. <laughs> I mean, also, I guess the other main takeaway is Tua for MVP probably. I've been saying it to these guys as a meme at this point, but... I don't know, man. I, I'm i not really bought into these guys the rest of the season. I feel like A-Chain is a screaming sell, as well as Mostert, if you could get a second-round pick for him. I mean, I'd sell him for honestly, I would sell him for a third-round pick. So, But yeah, like you guys were saying, I mean, there was, I think I saw a few screenshots of teams that had started Mostert and A-Chain and had like Bill's defense. They had like Keenan easy numbers, dude. yeah. Keenan Allen as well or something. So it's just fun. You love to see those uh, big stat boosting performances, yeah, super producer. I look at these guys and I say, what are the odds that
0: come December when we're in the fantasy playoffs? These guys are still putting up these numbers. And look, you don't expect fifty points like HN had in half point. Like you don't we're looking for like a functional r b one number. 17 points. 16, 17 points, I think, is a functional RB1 number in uh, half-point PPR. What are the odds that this guy is putting those numbers up later in the year when it matters? When it truly matters, I think it's very low.
1: Very. Slow. This whole team is like, right now, everyone's super high on them. Tyree Kale, stuff like that, Jalen I, I Looking at their playoff schedule, I just went and looked at it. They play the Jets, then they play the Cowboys, and then they play
0: the Ravens. That jets on a jets on a uh black Friday, I believe.
1: No, it's December 17th.
0: I apologize. Uh, so what was it again?
1: Jets, Cowboys, Ravens. So, I mean, that's, that's Jets and the Sell. Cowboys. I have two of the best defenses with the 49ers. Most are, it's not going to be even healthy for that. Um And then. The Ravens are no Joe Snows either, especially at the end of the year. So, Patrick
0: Queen, man. That guy hits. And that is
1: that's a, You can get a lot for probably any of those guys just based off name value. And yeah. that schedule, especially the Jets in the first round. Wow. Get me out of there. Yep. Smell you.
2: Yeah. So I just wanted to jump in because we are going to do a buy-sell segment. And I figured we're already going over the guy. He A-chain is my screaming sell, like we were just talking about. Yeah. Um, I think uh, we talked about it uh, in the offseason at a certain point. I think it might have been the episode Jace was on just about a chain. How do you handle him? And I just remember us talking like, okay, you wait till the first couple of weeks when he goes off for like a 20 point, 30 point game. And then you're trying to get a first and a second or something like that, because he was probably going in probably the early second round of a lot of like super flex rookie drafts, maybe even the first and one quarterback drafts. But if you could get a first round and a second rounder, or honestly, a dude I would be trying to get DeAndre Swift. If you could put a chain and something to get DeAndre Swift, I would do it. Um, A trade that I just saw in a league uh, today actually was a chain for Josh Jacobs. Straight up, if I was a competitor, I'm probably doing that trade too. Even though Jacobs has looked kind of slow, but I don't know. Like all our points, I think, are good enough to merit him being a sell. And this is the definition of selling high 50 points, just get him off the team. Yeah,
0: I, I think it's super interesting for like really plugged in leagues. Uh, you look at a guy like Tony Pollard, who has a question mark on his future after this season, right? Especially in a dynasty lens, not a not a guy I'm particularly trying to invest in. If I'm like kind of in the middle, he would be an interesting guy if you can talk to the manager and say, "Look, Pollard, he's got nothing going on," and then you hold Pollard for a couple of weeks, sell him for a first round pick at the deadline. And it's not always about investing in these players to see future value immediately. Trade for a player, hold him for a couple of weeks, then sell him for even more than what you traded for him. I think is a great method. I know, Max, you know that method all too well.
1: So that's how you make your money, man, just taking those little small profits. If I, if I sell, if I get Pollard for a first and a half and I can sell him the next week for two firsts, I will do that twice on Sunday and every day of the week. So you just got to take those small wins and not be greedy and hold and say, oh, I can get three firsts in the offseason. Like, just take the wins.
0: All right, Mr. C, you're up next. Who was your player we're going to take a look at?
2: Yeah, so the guy that I'm going to cover is Calvin Ridley. He had seven points in full PPR this past week. Um, He scored more in week one than the previous two weeks combined, which is pretty alarming. Christian Kirk has been more involved. Week two, obviously, Christian Kirk had a good game. This past week was like, eh but there were tough matchups for sure. Like these past few weeks for um, the Jacksonville receiving core. But I, I think the bigger point is just Trevor Lawrence, not really living up to those expectations that everybody seemed to have for him going into this season. Is it concerning? It could be, but I mean, it is just three weeks. If we get into like five or six weeks and Lawrence still is like shaky then I feel like there's real concerns. But as for right now, like Ridley having seven points, I think that he's a sneaky buy, especially in a redraft. I mean, oh my God, yes. Yeah, you got to just reach out, send some feelers because two stinker weeks in a row, that team, I mean, if they were banking on Ridley as a wide receiver two, probably wide receiver. I mean, there's probably some teams that have him as like a wide receiver one they definitely then lost probably these past two weeks and you can maybe they're probably just sick of Ridley and you can maybe scoop them up for the cheap. All right. Super quick talking point on Ridley watching red zone.
0: We always talk about eye test. Do guys have eye test? Ridley is good. He is still good. We can tell through three weeks he is running those routes hard. He's digging his feet in the ground, but stat lines also are backing him up. First week, his good week, he had 11 targets, 8 receptions. Second week, 8 targets, 2 receptions. Third week, 7 targets, 3 receptions. So basically, we're seeing good targets. We're seeing a decent amount of targets go his way, but we're not seeing the catches getting converted at a higher percent clip. I just think that it's coming down to the struggling offense and not him necessarily. I will bet on Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson to figure it out. He will be a great buy. And – Will he put up wide receiver one numbers the rest of the year? We don't know. I think he is a floor play wide receiver two this year.
1: Ridley, it's funny you bring him up. I actually just uh, texted Jace. I texted him last night and this morning because he didn't get back to me, so I double-texted him. But I was wondering what the price was on Ridley. Um, He's one of those guys where, like you guys said, I think he passes the eye test. He's on that offense. Christian Kirk, I know, has two touchdowns. There's Zay Jones. There's all this stuff going on. None of it scares me, to be honest. I just really want to get some Ridley shares, and I think he's – Especially this week versus the Falcons. I think he's going to boom. So it's in London, too. So that gives me a, a reason. Oh, the
0: Jags in London. That's right. Kyle Pitts, anytime. Yeah. Kyle yeah. Pitts, anytime. That's facts that's, against yeah. the Jets in London. Who could forget? Yep. Thank you, Nixie. Free money. Thank you. All right. Let's keep moving. My recap player of the week, I want to talk about, and I want to have a dialogue here. It doesn't need to go super long but I think it's a conversation that needs to be had is Joe Burrow. So Joe Burrow over his last three games was he put up in half point PPR. This is a four point passing touchdown, 3.8 points, 15.3 points and 8.1 points. I look at him. I have talked about him for years saying he is not that good. Well, he puts up good numbers. A lot of it is situational. What's around him X, Y, Z. It is not good this season especially now with his calf problem that is going to linger for the next three games against favorable matchups for quarterbacks. I just can't see a world in a competitor's lens where you start him next week. I'd rather go with guys off. Like I'd rather go with Gardner Minshew. I'd rather go with some of those guys off the waiver wires instead of starting Burrow. He is a liability an absolute liability uh, on your fantasy rosters, even though he does have some really juicy matchups going.
1: It's tough because we talked about it, I feel like, in the offseason. We kind of had him high in our quarterback rankings. Um, but just for me and learning and everything like that, if you want to win – like Joe Burrow, for an NFL football quarterback, he's fine. He gets
0: That's – exactly.
1: He gets the job done. Um, we don't play NFL football. We play fantasy football. You this need those true? guys that are going to go rush the football. You're going to need the Lamar Jacksons, Josh Allens. Patrick Mahomes does it all. He's, like, an exception. But, like, Jalen Hurts rushes the football. Like, it's not like he's the best thrower of the football, but he rushes a lot. He got 13 rushing touchdowns last season.
0: And Max, I know- I don't like Richardson. He put up a great – He's look, it's two games that we've seen a player, six quarters. He's putting up insane stats.
1: Yeah, I was getting to Anthony Richardson. He's probably my favorite quarterback right now that you could get. Not at that Jalen. He's probably my fourth-ranked quarterback right now. I'm not going to lie to you. Maybe I'm crazy. We don't have to talk about anything Richardson. He's got a concussion, but he's got that rushing upside and he's got that coach and that line and Pittman looks really, really good as well. So Joe Burrow a great NFL quarterback. Um, he's led his team to the AFC championship, I think twice now, but with that at calf and his lack thereof rushing, I don't
2: want anything to do with him. They end up going on a, another skid here like I was really hoping obviously as a Browns fan that they somehow lost last night, Same. but if they somehow lose like three out of the next four and they, and they got like two wins through that period, I, they got to be one of the biggest sellers probably at the trade deadline. They got a few players that they'll probably ship off T Higgins, obviously the most notable for fantasy football. Um, I don't know. I was talking with my stepbrother, I think it was before even uh, this past week, so right at the end of week two, I only have Burrow in one league, and thankfully, but you're in a bad spot with Burrow if you have him, because you probably took him in like the fifth, sixth round, and then you're just at the sunken cost fallacy of like, I got to keep playing him. I drafted him in the fifth round. I don't know. I just don't have any confidence really in starting him if i'm trying to win games and obviously like you guys pointed out the calf injury is probably the biggest thing for me
0: last talking point on on burrow quick from the two of you jordan love or burrow the rest of
2: the year
1: jordan love looks great he's think quarterback four right now i'd go jordan love
2: yeah i i probably would go jordan love as well
0: wild times tell us that three weeks ago all right, Mr. Max, your favorite part of the show. We are now entering a little trade segment. Max, since you're so excited, I'm ready for you to kick it off.
1: Okay. I will kick it off. I have trades for both of you. It's a fun day. It's around the office, around the league, going into week, week four. Um, I'll start off with Nick C. You are on my screen first. Um, this is in a 12-man Redraft league, full point PPR. Um, I'm prepared. I think it's a pretty, I think you might accept this, to be honest with you. Um, I'm prepared to give you Alvin Kamara, George Pickens, and Jake Ferguson. And you give me Rashad White, Darren Waller, and Elijah Moore. My thought
0: is just for the. I think you got to do that, Mr. C. Like getting RB depth is crazy, and you don't got to give one up. No, he gives up Rashad White. Well, Rashad White stinks.
1: Yeah, I think Kamara is going to be better than White. I think Pickens is better than Elijah Moore, and Waller hasn't impressed me that much. But I think it's pretty solid.
2: It's just tough. I just
1: man. look at it,
0: Mr. C, and you get like a crazy matchup advantage at RB, or you could even like, or what is it? Kamara would be your RB two. That's a great RB two on the year, especially a pass catching back in a full point PPR league.
1: Probably was RB3, to be honest with you.
0: Flexible. Flexible RB
1: floor. Yeah. And he gets pickings who's looked pretty solid this year. I mean, I think it's a pretty good
2: deal for Nick C, to be honest with you. I think I'm just gonna decline only because I don't I don't like Ferguson really, even though he is tight end eleven. I think Waller, I wow. think he just has better days ahead of him. Like White, White and Camara is like a wash to me. And I'm just not a George Pickens fan. I, he'll probably be better than Elijah Moore, but we'll move on, Pete. Um, it's actually for you. It's in a 12 man
1: full point PPR super flex league. Um, okay, your team's down on their luck right now. 0 and 3. They have really are. You have a solid team. Um, you have Jordan Love. You have Watson. You have Wilson. You have the quarterbacks. You got some running backs. Your wide receivers. You got DJ Moore in there. Yeah. <laughs>
0: He's been can't. decent. Despite decent. everything, he's been decent. Yes.
1: I mean, I think, I think he's like top 24 right now. Um This one's a stretch. I, I think it's a lot closer than people are going to say. But uh, you give me Garrett Wilson. And okay, you're
0: already starting behind the eight ball there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I give you Zay Flowers and Traylon Burks.
0: I, I appreciate the offer. I think the value is close-ish. It's close to Jason. But, look, the fandom the fandom in me makes Garrett Wilson worth an extra probably two seconds, so I can't make that happen for you. No worries. I totally understand.
2: Mr. C, your two trades you brought to the table. I will start this one off with mister PCAT. So this is going to be in a 12-team Superflex full-point PPR league. I'm going to offer you Jameer Gibbs and a 24th third-round pick for Brees Hall in a 25 second round pick.
0: It's interesting. It really is interesting. I think right now, value-wise, both of them are a wash. I'd be selling low on Brees, but you'd also be selling low on Gibbs because Gibbs really hasn't done anything. I'd be getting a year younger at running back, and the only thing that I would be really trading, quote-unquote, trading is like a third to a second. So I think, it, I think it's really interesting. Um, I just know that Brees is the dominant back in the New York backfield, and Gibbs is going to be on a split workload for the next two years with David Montgomery there. While it's a tempting offer, Mr. C, I think I have to decline. Pretty shocked, honestly. I just
1: think Gibbs is better than Brees straight. I mean – I, I don't care about seconds and thirds at that point um 12 carries for 18 yards from Brees say what you want I mean that's pathetic
0: that's recency bias you're having you're having recency bias uh, We I, know I, what I, Brees did last year with a worse offensive line We know what Brees did in the first week of the year like he the offense is in an absolute funk they will turn that offense around or Sala is gone and at the end of the day Brees is just a third year RB off an extra year off the ACL next year.
1: If so, I had Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall, I'd get, do that, and you have them both. I'd, I can't have two Jets started.
2: So you, you would not do it if it was Brees for Gibbs straight up? I don't I, know if I, I would. I'm just curious what I your can't, thought process I can't is.
0: I can in good faith take a guy who, after this year and Dalvin Cook's gone, an extra year off the ACL will probably get like 80% of the carries when we know that Montgomery is there to stay in Detroit. That's my only thing. Look, if it was Gibbs and it was the Gibbs show and he was getting the same touches as um, like Mixon in, in Cincinnati where it's at that like 80 to 85% clip, I'd probably end up doing the deal even though I'm a Jets fan. But then again, you wouldn't offer it. It's, it's the, the constant looming fear of David Montgomery in the back of my mind that, that makes me not want to
2: do it. Let's get Max's offer here. All right, Max. So this is going to be in that same league. Twelve-team full PPR super flex. I'm gonna offer you Quentin Johnston and Kendra Miller for your 24 first-round pick. No thank you, Mr. C. No thank you. I can't. Uh, I can't give
1: up. Uh, Marvin Harrison or Caleb Williams like that. So yeah, not really close for me either, to be honest. I have a lot of Jeez. wide receivers. Um. Kendra does not move the needle. I think Kamara's the back there, and I think QG will be fine, but he'd be my wide
0: receiver five, so just don't really need it. All right. Let's get into my trades here for both of you. Let's hope one of these can get accepted so our listeners don't have to sit through six rejected trades. It's the thought process that counts. That's why we do it. It is. Uh, Sharing is caring. It is. Max, I know this is a big deal for you, getting a trade offer. It is. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen often. Max, I want to go to you first. Thank you. This is this is in our most important league. Twelve teams. Wow. Half PPR. Yeah. Max.
1: Yep, Pete, how are you?
0: I'm willing to hear a counter on this. Okay. Throwing that out there. Great. I want to give you Dallas Goddard, Jake yeah. Ferguson, and your twenty twenty four second, which is likely to be two oh one range. And you know who's on the other end of the deal? it's Kyle Pitts. He's a big buy low for all of us. Now look, I said that's why I, that's why I started with I'm willing to hear a counter.
1: I'll I'll counter it for the sake of the episode, Pete. Um, it would probably have to be your first rounder and a wide receiver for Kyle Pitts.
0: I can't do that, Max. I can get Brock Bowers who's younger and is essentially the same player in this upcoming draft with my pick. Fair versus enough. Kyle Pitts, who's done nothing in his first two years. He's twenty-two, actually. but you know what he has done? He scored in London, which we know now thanks to Mister C.
1: Kyle Pitt, he's just one of those guys where it's like, I just can't, I can't trade him. Like I know when he hits, when he gets out of that Atlanta offense, like he's going to be elite. Like it's all right,
0: Max. I know you. In three weeks, Pitts will be putting up the same numbers, and you'll be like, I gotta get this guy off my roster. I love him
1: on my roster. Actually, it's a I don't have to worry about that position, uh. Truthfully, but yeah, Dallas Goddard doesn't do me much at twenty eight. Yeah, I'd probably have to be. Probably, I'll I'll counter for the sake of the show here, Pete. Um, I'll do Kyle Pitts for Jerry Judy, and you are first.
0: Can't do it. Appreciate the offer, Max. Super producer. Moving over to you. This is a twelve team, full PPR league. I actually think this one gets accepted. I thought mine would too. Dynasty or redraft, PJ? Redraft, redraft. This is a redraft league, everyone. I know Brees has been off to a rough start. And I want to buy him. I want to buy Brees off your hands, Mr. C. Brees and Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore has been befuddling in that offense. I want to give you Kyron Williams
2: and Chris Godwin. I just can't, PJ. Kyren got, sorry. Kyren's
0: getting crazy target share right now, Mr. City
2: No, he is. That's the tough part is like full PPO. It, it's going to be close with him and Brees probably for the rest of the season just because of how they're managing Brees' workload. But at this and point, it's Elijah I'm, Moore and Chris Godwin,
0: both wide I'm, receiver
2: twos on their teams. They're Do about you, equal to me there. So it's real. I mean, realistically, you could argue that all of these players are equal to each other. And I'd rather just have the upside with Brees, hoping that they just start giving him 20 carries out of nowhere. And Godwin is just gross to me. Kyron gets the volume. I I just can't get there, PJ. I need the upside.
1: Do you like Brees more than Rashad White? Yes. And I'm just baffled how you don't accept mine.
0: Mr. C's not in an accepting mood. We want to apologize to all the listeners. Six rejections.
2: That's tough, man. That's
0: reality, though. I thought you were going to accept this one, Mr. C. Didn't you too, Max?
1: It wasn't bad, by any means. No, no
2: it's definitely be... not bad, but I'm yeah. 0-3, and I need the upside. Kyron yeah. Williams, The upside, I think, the is the upside. upside is bro. Kyron Williams.
0: We wanted to not, the, the upside is Kyron Williams, not Brees Hall against the Chiefs, and then Brees Hall against the Broncos, and then Brees Hall against the Eagles. All right, we'll move forward to our buy-sell segment.
2: I'm just going to hop into my buy. I kind of have two guys, so I'm cheating a little bit here, but I think it's fun either way. The first guy is going to be the guy that we just talked about, Kyle Pitts. I, he's just been the buy for like two seasons now, I feel like. And this season, if we didn't think it could get lower his value than last season, I think this season it really is as low as it's probably going to be getting. Maybe next season it'll be the same, but... Even lower. Dude, I don't know. It's just an all-time low, and there was a trade that I proposed, Max, that I feel like could get done in other random leagues. Like, if you have Sam Laporta, I'm taking Sam Laporta, taking a second-round pick, sending it over to the Kyle Pitts owner, and just praying that he hits accept on it, honestly, because I think it could be close the way... Laporta is getting such hype in the Dynasty community. I would even pay Laporta in two second rounders probably for Kyle Pitts in the right right team build. I mean, obviously, if I'm a competitor, I'm probably not going to do that trade, but I think you could realistically get Kyle Pitts on your team for Laporta and some other stuff. I saw another trade on Twitter that was Marvin Mims and Kendra Miller for Kyle Pitts. Bro, if that's what he's going for, I mean, just send out offers for Kyle Pitts, man. Because if the right person, if there's a person that doesn't truly believe in the profile of Kyle Pitts, all that dynasty hype that everybody loves to give him, and there's somebody that's sour on him, they'll probably just ship them to you for nothing. So, I was just gonna say, was trading one of my leagues that I was in was Dallas Goddard
1: in the second for Kyle Pitts.
0: Max, I tried to give you. Goddard, Ferguson, and a second for Pitts. And you told me.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ferguson's basically worth a third. But, yeah, that's basically what it is. It's just pathetic, honestly. Um, I mean, Kyle Pitts is 22 years old. He was drafted number four overall, I believe, in the NFL. I believe draft.
0: it was four. Um, we were there, Max.
1: We were top five overall. He has the bill of a wide receiver. I mean. Kid, we talk about him every week.
2: We do. It's crazy. Let's keep so moving forward. There's one. I have one other smaller buy. We don't got to spend a ton of time on it. It's going to be Justin Fields in Super Flex Leagues for me. Um, I think his value has dropped. I mean, it's got to be if we were doing dynasty startups today, I mean, he'd probably go in the fourth or fifth round, probably in a startup, maybe the third round. I don't know, but. I mean, he was a bona fide first-round startup pick this offseason. A lot of people got burned by him. And I saw a trade that was Russell Wilson and a second-round pick for Justin Fields. I get, dude, Fields might not be the sexiest buy out there. He's looked like garbage. But at the end of the day, he's got the rushing upside. And if somehow he can put something together, he'll still salvage his value. I mean... The only way I feel like he doesn't is if the bears get the number one overall pick and draft Caleb Williams or Uh, Drake may. I mean, that's about it, but I I would probably buy fields just on the dip just out of principle. I feel like it's a smart move to make because I mean, if he just returns any bit of form of what we saw last year, he's just going to jump right back up to what his value was. I don't even think if the bears got the number one pick that, caleb williams would come out of college
1: to be honest with you i don't think he wants to play for that franchise so i think that um it's pretty it's a pretty good buy especially how for how cheap he is and how bad he's looked. his rushing upside they're gonna know that that's how they win games they're gonna rush the ball more with him they're not gonna throw the ball they're not gonna give it to cleal herbert or roshan johnson or whoever the heck they have
0: they're gonna run the football with justin fields i have nothing to say about fields let's move on uh Max, let's get your sell, and then we'll do your buy. We already talked about your buys, so we'll barely touch on
1: them. My sell is Sam Laporta. Nick C mentioned him a little bit. His value is at an all-time high, man. I mean, on keep trade cut, he's tight at number four. He's ahead of Kyle Pitts, which is just crazy. Yes, he's had a great three weeks. He's had five catches in each of those three weeks. But you just have to look at, like, the offense and, like, It's just the situation that he went went into. Like Jared Goff throws the ball so much. They love the tight end there. They always have. And Kyle Pitts went into a situation where they never throw the ball at the tight end and they never throw the ball in general. So, I mean, Laporta's looked great. Don't get me wrong. But just his ranking right now is through the roof. Um, I mean, he had five catches for 39 yards week one, he had five for 63 week two, and then he had eight, eight for 84 this week with the touchdown. And it, one of them was a 45-yard wide-open-blown coverage touchdown. I get he's getting the targets as well, Um, but there's also no Jameson Williams, and it was versus the Falcons. Like, I don't know. I, I think Laporte is fine, but if I can get a first and a half, a first, smell you buddy.
0: You're out of here. I wouldn't be selling for a second. I'd like to see it kind of – see what he can put
2: up as a body of work as a rookie, but if you get a first-round pick thrown at you, you got to take it. Yeah, man. I don't have a ton to add. I did trade Laporta today um, in a one quarterback half PPR league. I sent Laporta a 25 second for Pat Fryermuth and a 26 first. You probably could get more than that, to be fair. I mean, I probably not in non-tight end premium. If it's like 0.5 tight end premium, 0.75 tight end premium – People will pay more than what I traded them for, but it's a non-tight end premium league, so I don't know. I the hype is crazy. Max, you made the the main point I was going to bring up. No Jamison Williams. We'll see what it looks like down the stretch once they have Jamo, Aminra, and Laporta all going at the same time. And like Gibbs is
1: just getting accustomed to the game. He's going to get more passing work as well. And like, like I mentioned, I don't want to talk on him too much. He had a – I'm just pulling it up here – a 45-yard touchdown. So half of his yards won a blown coverage touchdown. that week. So you can't not credit him for it, but it's just – the stat book's looking juicy for it. I'll just do my sell really quick – or my buy really quick. I'm sorry. Uh, it's just got to be Calvin Ridley. We talked on it a, little, a lot at the beginning of the show just with the eye test and everything like that. The Jaguars are going to get cooking. Um, I think he's at an all-time low right now. From what he was at, he definitely went down in value. So I think he's a good buy, and I think he could really return his ROI come into the season.
0: All right, Dynasty guys out there, cover your ears. Cover your ears. Dynasty competitors, it's finally time to sell Derrick Henry. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. I think – Outside of a few pop games this year, he is not going to be a consistent RB1. He might finish as an RB1, but I don't think he will be a consistent week to week where he's going to get you that 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 plus points that he really needs to make your team ascendant. It's time to sell him for a second if you're not going to win it all this year. If you cannot win it all this year, I repeat, you have to sell Derrick Henry for a second round pick. You're not going to get a first anymore, given the couple games he put out. Uh, I was able to get a first last year. I thought he probably did have an extra year in him. Uh, but the way that the Titans have started out, it is not looking good for Tractor Seat. Though I think he's an absolute sell.
1: He was a sell for me, even this offseason. Um, Peter sold him for a first, which is insane value. The guy's 29. If he gets hurt, if he has an injury like Chubb, he's never playing football again. Um, yes, he's going to get that work. But the Titans, they don't look that great. I mean, their offense, I think Will Levis will start here before the end of the season. I think that they honestly sell the team. Not sell the team, but, like, they don't have much going for them, man. They, they really don't. The Browns just smacked them. The Browns are an okay football team. Yes, the Browns have a good defense, but sell Derrick Henry a second. Even if you could get, like, a, even if you don't get a pick back, you could try to get, like, a wide receiver like Marvin Mims, or you could try to get, like, a Rashid Rice plus a third or something like that.
2: Totally on this train. Uh, the writing's on the wall. They brought in Taj, and he's been having a role. I mean, he's been north of fifty percent snap share in two out of the three games. Really, I, he would be a guy that I would try to send a third for. I mean, that was a trade me and PJ made a few weeks ago. I did I, that because I, I had just,
0: roster constraints, and I needed. I was had to cut someone.
2: Sure. Yeah. I either way though. I, I would. I mean, Tajay Spears is probably worth dirt right now. And if somehow they get rid of Henry, because you look at it, their team identity has been Henry. And this year they're not showing it. They're not giving him the ball like 30 times a game like they should. So at a certain point, the NFL team's going to cut their loss and be like, okay, what are we going to do realistically? Are they going to make the playoffs? Probably not. So Henry's probably a dude that that could be on the trade block. All right, and my buy is a sneaky one. Can anybody guess my buy?
1: At Perry. No. He's been healthy
0: scratched. Not DJ Moore. You know what? DJ Moore is a buy for me. My buy is Latavius Murray. You heard that right. Latavius Murray.
1: Why do I want to buy him?
0: He is the RB3 for the Bills. 33 years old. He is either rostered. By someone at the bottom of their bench or is a waiver wire pickup i'm not saying this in the league that we're in for somebody to come send me a deal i'm so serious just because i own him we have back-to-back games with him scoring a rushing touchdown he pounds the rock i think for a competitor he's a really good guy to just grab and put at the end of your bench james cook goes down someone goes down in that offense Latavius Murray is going to get even more goal line opportunities. He's a touchdown machine through the, through this week against the Raiders and against Washington. I honestly think as it gets colder and colder out, the bills don't know how to run the ball effect, effectively with Murray in the end zone fixes their red zone problems.
1: Cheers. I think that's uh, you hyping up him to get some propaganda and to get some. Training. It
0: is not. I look cross my heart and hope to die. I honestly think if you're a competitor there are worse RBs to have as depth RBs. High-powered offense, touchdown upside. I don't know how much more you want from a guy that you can send a third-round pick or
2: grab off waivers. Yeah, I mean, I, I would only just grab him off waivers. I don't think I would send any type of pick for him realistically, but who knows? Crazier things have happened, man. I mean, If you're a competitor, go grab him off waivers. I'm so serious. You're serious.
1: I'm serious about a trade. I'm going to break this up here. I'm going to offer a trade, Pete, really quickly. I know it's not in the script. I know I'm going off script. I know we got stuff to do. It's really just a yes or no. Uh, You can counter after the show because that's what you say. You're a counterman. Um, But, Pete, 12-team redraft. I give you Alvin Kamara, DJ Moore, um, and George Pickens. Pretty good haul. Um, you give me Joe Mixon Jalen Waddle.
0: No, thanks. Wow. Mixon's going to be really good, and he's a great floor play RB that I like having in my flex.
1: Okay, so what if it was Kyron?
0: Kyron's got great upside this year. I I, I love my team. I, my team is sitting pretty. Despite projections, despite everything, I'm 3-0, and and I think my team for the next couple of weeks is going to go untouched.
1: Yeah, guys, for the listeners out there, Peter might not win another game, to be honest with you. His team is pretty bad. He has the least points scored, and he's in first place.
0: I just don't have the least points scored. Oh, I I do. I do, actually. And, by the way, Jets defense would have put up 20 points if I actually played them that week. I sat him on my bench just to guarantee a win against Buffalo. So my points for is 20 points less than it should be. You made that decision.
1: All right, let's fly through these crystal balls.
0: All right, crystal balls. Let's take a look at last week. We'll just do a quick hitter. Not the best week on the show. Max had a boom of Jamar Chase for 21 points. He projected that correctly, but a bust of Michael Pittman. Pittman scored 12.2. That's about average. Uh, I had two stinkers. Josh Jacobs disappointed 9.5 points. Mike Evans on my bust side he was kind of in the middle. He scores that touchdown. He doesn't score that touchdown. He's he's definitely a bust, but he finished with 14.5. And Nixie had a favorable bust, but not a favorable boom. His bust was Sky Moore. Sky Moore ended with 6.2 points, and his boom was A. Flowers, who had nine points. Not the best week last week. Let's try to fix it this week. Mr. Max, you start off.
1: Let's do it. Um, I'm just going to go through my boom and bust. So we're not going to do the snake here. Peter, you do owe me a video of you dumping water in your head. Cause Josh Jacobs didn't score. I'm pretty sure that was our bet.
0: That's uh, fair. Fair is fair.
1: Yep. Fair is fair. My boom of the week is going to be Justin Fields. I don't think he can get much more lower than he is right now. Um, I have him in redraft. I'm not thrilled with him. with obviously his performance, he's quarterback 18. I think that the bears should be able to move the ball, but we'll see here. If he can't move the ball versus the Denver defense, we're going to have a big problem um any comments there
0: no I'll have to play max
1: cheers um my bust is just going to be Brees hall and any jet zach wilson looks terrible um signing trevor is, it's a publicity stunt i don't even know what they're doing honestly i would cut zach wilson i would call matt ryan i'd call carson Wentz. i'd call philip rivers for all i care um you can't start any of their wide receivers like garrett wilson And I think that Brees Hall, like we've said, his carries and just his yards for attempt with Dalvin in that backfield and how bad that offense looks.
0: They're going to be throwing the ball most of the game. Just don't see it for him, man.
2: I'm I'm good with that one, Max. Let's keep moving forward. Super producer. What are yours? So mine, uh, my boom here is going to be Tank Dell versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. I was not a big Tank Dell guy, but he's an absolute monster, probably a must-start player right now. Um, Pittsburgh has just given up monster games to IUK week one, Devontae Adams last week. Week two, Amari Cooper had a decent game, but it was kind of that fluke game where they scored two defensive touchdowns. So Stroud really, too, has exceeded my expectations. He looks like a baller, and Dell has been his pretty much go-to guy. Um, Houston is seventh in pass attempts per game at 40.7. So they just throw the ball a ton and Pittsburgh is bottom 12 in pass yards per game. They're going to be in Houston at home for, uh, the Texans, obviously going to be good conditions. I think it's an indoor stadium. So I think tank Dell is just going to absolutely smash the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then my bust is going to be Lamar Jackson versus the Cleveland Browns. The Browns have allowed the fewest pass yards so far per game at 111.7. The defense just looks crazy. I mean, they're on a historic pace through three games. Obviously it's just three games, but still I feel like they're just going to blanket all of these receivers and just force Lamar to run the ball and Lamar really hasn't done super well against Cleveland uh, the past two games. Past two games, he's averaged 142 passing yards and in general, just 10 fantasy points per game over the past two. It's going to be in Cleveland. The weather should be good, but I don't know, man. Lamar couldn't get it done versus the Indianapolis Colts, and the Colts are terrible on defense. Like, he got it done with his legs, but he could not really throw the ball super well. So I just don't see him passing the ball very effectively at no, all. No, I don't.
0: I don't either. That Brownies defense is legit. I'll say, I think that the
1: only way that he has a game that's not a bust is if he, one, scores a rushing touchdown or two, gets, like, a broken coverage. Like, our defense slips up like they did with George Pickens and lets up, like, a 70-yard touchdown to, like, Flowers or Duvernay or something like that.
0: But I love All one. right. Let's move into mine. Super producer, you have inspired me. Kyle Pitts in London scores a touchdown. Anytime a tight end scores a touchdown, that is a boom week. Period. End of story. I don't care if they score seven points on the week. They scored a touchdown. That's all you need to know. I like Kyle Pitts this week, though. Uh, Second home for the Jaguars, but the Falcons are going to own London. I think that the Falcons actually do win this game. Very scary for... Jaguars fans, bust of the week. Mac Jones against Dallas. Dallas get right game against the Patriots. Horrible offense. That Dallas defense is going to be flying all over the field. Dan Quinn is going to light a fire under their butt. I see Michael Parsons just absolutely destroying Mac Jones. Mac Jones, uh, inappropriate grabber. Sauce Gardner says that Mac Jones grabbed his private parts during the game. He wanted to get some of that secret sauce, you know what I'm saying? Damn, super producer with the bars.
1: If you want a fun bet, uh, I do think Cal Pitts has a good game, but Drake London playing in London, I think I'm going to have to start him just for for that.
0: Um, The London London.
1: The London London. I, I think one of those two gets in. So I think they're probably both like plus 250 at least. So I think you can win money. One more thing. I did see some rumors about Jerry Judy maybe getting traded um i saw the patriots i saw the browns and i saw i don't know who else i saw but i saw the patriots and browns are in on him again uh just with the broncos start so could be interesting could be a goodbye
2: marvin
0: mims all right wanted to thank everyone for making in the episode another week of football by the time you hear us it'll be week four my heart will be crushed because the jets will have lost probably like 50 to 3 on national television sunday night football it's going to be horrible. It's going to be horrible. So, uh, you know what? Uh, take a Xanax and just forget that the game happened. Yeah, That's nice. that's where I'm at for this. So wanted to, again, thank everyone for making it to the end. Follow us on Twitter, at DynastyMonarchy over there. We're going to be giving some start-sit decisions, some trade ratings. And again, just DM us over there. We're pretty quick to respond. Always eager, eager to help all of our listeners out. Thanks, everyone. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast. Fancy some fantasy advice? Tweet or DM at Dynasty Monarchy on Twitter. Until next time, farewell, my fellow kings and queens.